Let's pray this morning. Oh, what a great word it is. We just want to shout it, Lord. We thank you. You live. You live. And amazingly, you choose to live in this room with each of these, your followers, with every single moment that goes by in their life. That rather than just returning to the realm of glory, you choose to return to our lives and to our struggles and to our challenges and to everything our lives can become. Father, we come to you today. We commit this time to you. We surrender ourselves. We say, Lord, have your will and have your way, not just in this hour, but in every day. We thank you. We praise you that you live. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you go ahead and have a seat this morning? As we get into the Word, well, we start a new uh, new series today, and it's called Employed, Faith Works. And uh, just to give you a heads up for your own uh, kind of study and preparation for each week, is uh, we're going to be walking our way through uh, basically the book of James and letting James talk to us about um, how faith works, right? How faith works in our life. So if you're a sold-out follower of Christ, uh, this, this is going to hopefully grow you and help you figure out how you employ that faith. And if uh, you're not in that place yet, if you haven't surrendered to Christ yet, hopefully it'll show you what life can become uh, if you go ahead and just surrender and let that step happen in your life. Well, as we get into the book of James, uh, the book of James was written, obviously, by uh, James. Uh, James is a uh, brother of Jesus. Uh, he was uh, there uh, for Jesus' uh, resurrection, you know, to see him after he was resurrection from the dead. Uh, but James was also there because uh, he was, after Jesus ascended, he was the uh, leader of the church uh, in Jerusalem. So he was not only the witness to the power of God uh, in raising Jesus from the dead, but he was also a witness to the power loose in the world. As he saw after the resurrection, he saw persecution come upon the church. And so he writes this letter, it says, he's sending this letter uh, to those who, of the tribes that are scattered among the nations. So he's writing to those folks who, who have given their life to Christ, but because persecution has happened, they, they have scattered throughout the world. They, they've had to leave Jerusalem and they just scattered throughout the world. So he's writing to folks who are accustomed to problems and to troubles and to trials. And more specifically, to followers of Christ who are standing up for Jesus under the pressure in spite of all the troubles that come along with it. And he's trying to help them in this first chapter understand what it means to be employed, to be a follower of Christ all the time, even in difficult times, in times of trouble. Uh, to give you kind of an image of the kind of the first point that James would make to us this morning uh, is, you know, this time of year is not like my favorite time of year. It's that, you know, that time of year where we're kind of, we, we feel like winter is over. I mean, you feel like winter's over, right? We hope, right? You're going to feel like winter's over, but you don't, you don't just kind of see spring yet, right? I mean, winter's over, but you don't, you don't see spring yet. So when you look around, uh, what do you see? Amen? It's the grunge time. Okay? That's what I call it. It's, it's what? Sprinter. Is that it? <laughs> Got it. Sprinter with grunge. 
<laughs> Sprinter, yeah, I like it. Yeah, but you know, you look at that. I mean, you know, I mean, that was once like white, fluffy mounds of snow that you know kids could slide on and sled, and it was cool and fun. But but now you kind of look at it and and and, and well, it's just grunge, right? I mean, underneath the white fluffy, as it as it melts now, we're discovering that there's also always been grunge. Just stuff in it, right? I mean, just look at the stuff that's, that, that's, that's in there, right? And that's really the lesson that James is going to talk to us about this morning is, is his fundamental principle is, listen, you've you got to just understand, life has some, some incredible highs. It's an incredible thing to be alive in Christ. But, but if you're going to stand for Christ... Inherent to standing for Christ is you're going to go through seasons of trouble. You're going to go through three seasons of trouble. It's just part of the way it is, right? Uh, sometimes because you cause it, sometimes because others cause it, right? We'll see that in a minute. Uh, maybe this picture can help you kind of get a grab on it too. Can you read that at the bottom there? On my count of three, one, two. I, I don't need to explain that one, do I? You kind of get that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, what's, what, what James is saying is, listen, trouble is going to come. Trouble's going to come. It's just part of the way it is. It's part of the world. And so he's, he's talking to all those Christ followers now who, who have been forced to leave Jerusalem, and he's, he's just kind of saying, listen, you've got to understand that this is part of what it means to be a Christ follower in a broken world. And it's, it's just got grunge. It's just got challenges and trials, and, and it's just going to have troubles. He just kind of says it boldly. He says, listen, brothers and sisters, you'll face all kinds of trouble. And we just need to get used to that, right? I mean, we don't like to hear that. It's not something that, that makes us feel really like, yay. But, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, it is what it is. We know we're going to experience that. Um, and it, it's not just James who says that. It's also the, the Apostle Peter who, you know, was there equally with James for the resurrection, saw the struggles that came afterwards. He says, dear friends, don't, don't be surprised. Should, shouldn't shock us. Shouldn't surprise us. Don't be surprised by the painful suffering you're going through. D- don't feel as if something is strange when this happens to you. Now he's saying, look, this shouldn't surprise you. Shouldn't be like, oh, this is strange. No, I mean, it's, it's just the way it is, right? You get the point, right? It's just, it's just kind of the way it is. Uh, and James will say when he, in this verse that it's not only the way it is, but understand it, it's going to come in all kinds of shades and forms, right? He says, my brothers and sisters, you will face all kinds of trouble. Now, the Greek word that he uses there, the best way he can give you an image of understanding what he's, what he's talking about there is, is one of these things. You know one of these things? Right where you go to try to pick out the paint thing, and you're, you you look at this tiny little square, and you try to figure out now what's that going to look like on this giant wall, right? Good luck with that one, I think. But anyway, you mean you try, but but, you, but what does it do? It shows you all the shades of color. Sometimes it's really deep and dark, and sometimes it's just really really light, you know. And that's what James is saying. Is you're going to have trouble, and it's going to come in all kinds. I mean, some of it's going to be really heavy. Some of it's going to be really dark. 
you know, and sometimes it's just going to be inconvenience. It's just going to be light, you know. It, it's just the way it is. And as life unfolds day to day, following Christ, challenges are going to come. And, and some of them are going to be big challenges and heavy. And, and sometimes they're just going to be, you know, light in, in, in inconveniences, right? James says, now, when this happens, you've got to be careful. You don't blame the wrong person. When you're tempted, you shouldn't say, God is tempting me. God can't, can't be tempted by evil, and he doesn't tempt anyone. You know, that's kind of often our reaction. When trouble comes, we understand this principle. Okay, trouble's in the world. Trouble's going to come. It's going to be big. It's going to be small. It's going to be a variety of shades. But when it comes, inevitably, so often, our first reaction is to, is to just try to blame, blame God for it, right? And right away, James is saying, no, listen, that doesn't work. That, that, that's not where it is. So dr- trouble doesn't come to us because... God gets up in the morning and says, you know, it's kind of that grunge time, and, and so let's just do a little trouble out there. I mean, it doesn't work that way, right? He says, no, but your own evil longings tempt you. They lead you on and drag you away. When they are allowed to grow, they give birth to sin. When sin has grown up, it gives birth to death. So trouble is going to be part of our life, and sometimes just because we bring it on ourselves. We get outside the will of God. We get outside the desire of God. And, and because of that, you know, consequences come. And we're going to experience some, some difficulties, some, some trouble. And sometimes it's just because of those birds on the wire, right? That it's just consequences beyond our control. Circumstances that we don't have a part of. And it just happens to us. Or it's something that somebody else does, right? Irregardless of the source, what James wants us to understand this morning is... Trouble's going to come, and what do we do? How do we respond to trouble? Now, here's his interesting statement. He says, my brothers and sisters, you'll face all kinds of trouble. Okay, we got that. When you do, think of it as pure joy. Now, that's strange, right? That kind of surprises you, doesn't it? Think of it as pure joy. Now, we've got to be careful here. You know, James is not saying to us, listen, when trouble comes, be happy that it's come. Right? I mean, he's not saying, oh, praise the Lord, I lost my job and I won't be able to pay the mortgage and I'm going to lose my house and I'll, I'll go into deep debt and I won't and the kids can't go to school and everything's going to fall. Praise God, I'm full of joy. Right? I mean, he's not saying, praise God, I lost my job. Right? Don't rejoice in the trouble. So if we don't rejoice in the trouble, if we don't find joy in the trouble, what is it that James wants us to find joy in? Good question. James says, your faith will, put, will be put to the test. You'll know that when it, that happens, it will produce in you the strength to continue. The strength to keep going must be allowed to finish its work. Then you'll be all you should be. You'll have everything you need. Now, I highlighted some things in there for you. Notice he says, your faith will be put to the test. You'll know. You'll know. There's something you're supposed to know. You'll know that when it happens, it will produce in you the strength to continue. What's the it? It will. What's the it? Well, the it is James is saying, listen, this is faith. This is faith. 
faith, it works. Faith works. And because it works, you just got to know that before trouble even comes. Just know faith works. It works. And he says, it's going to work, and the strength is going to keep going, and it's going to allow you to finish its work. Two things. Faith works. It just works. But faith also works on us. It works, but it works on us. Now, people will periodically, uh, you know, say to me, comment, they're talking about challenges or, or struggles, uh, you know, in their life or, or they've seen in some other Christ follower's life and the way they've handled it, you know. And, and you probably heard this. People will say something like, you know, I, I just, I don't know how people without faith do it. You heard that before? Something like that? I mean, I, I just don't know how people without faith just get through things, right? And, and I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't get it either. It's kind of like, kind of like uh, uh, Chippy the parakeet. You know the Chippy the parakeet story. You know Happy Chippy the parakeet, who's singing and fluttering and doing all the things Chippy parakeets do, and wonderful happy little parakeet, until the day that his owner decided to clean out the cage using a vacuum cleaner. You know where the story's going, right? Yeah, so the vacuum cleaner, and we're doing that, but the phone rings, and reach to get the phone, and oops, and all of a sudden you hear the, and there goes Chippy, the parakeet, into the vacuum cleaner. Oh, my gosh. So drop the phone, rip open the vacuum cleaner, rip open the bag. There's Chippy, the parakeet, all covered in muck and grunge, right? What are you going to do? You grab Chippy out of there, you rush into the bathroom, you throw on the water, and you thrust Chippy under the water. Of course, what always happens when you turn the water on first, the first thing you get out of the, out of the spigot is freezing cold water, right? It's inherent. I don't know about you. You put it on hot. I still get cold water at my house. Right? Throw Chippy under the freezing cold water. You, you know, do the thing, kind of get all the gunk and the grunge off of Chippy, and then you realize Chippy is freezing cold because he's been under the freezing cold water, and so your next reaction is what? Quick, open the drawer, grab the hairdryer, plug that baby in, Throw it on high and blow Chippy away with hot air. So this is what the owner did, you know? Grab Chippy out of there, cold water, blow him away with the hot water. They said, so, so how's Chippy doing? And the answer was, well, you know, he just kind of sits and stares a lot. I mean, I don't know how people without faith do it. I mean, I think they just kind of, you know, deer in the headlights stare a lot, Right? What James is saying, that's not the way it is for you. If you're a Christ follower, there's something you know before trouble even comes. There's something you know. What you know is faith works. Faith works. And not only does faith work, it works in making you into the person God wants you to be. Faith works. We discover joy. Why? Because even when the trouble comes, whether it's inconvenience or whether it's a season of difficulty, we know even beforehand faith works. And that's where our joy is. Our joy is we know we're going to persevere through this. We know we're going to overcome this. We know we're going to get beyond this. Why? Because faith works. That's the way it is. Faith works. And he says not only does faith work, Faith works to finish the work 
it wants to accomplish in your life. He's not the only one to have said this. Uh, Peter, he also writing to Christians who are struggling, says, your troubles have come in order to prove that your faith is real, that it works, right? It is worth more than gold. Gold can pass away even though fire has made it pure. Your faith is meant to bring praise, honor, and glory to God. Faith works. And in the middle of the trouble, because we know faith works, we can discover a joy. That's the miracle. That's the amazing thing. Peter even says it. Because you know this, you have great joy. You have joy even though you may have to suffer for a little while. You may have had to suffer sadness in all kinds of troubles. But if you know faith works, you discover joy. This is the amazing thing for us. This is the main thing about following Christ is we know, we know faith works. And then not only that faith works, but while faith is working, while we're persevering, God is working on us. God is working on us to make us that person he wants us to be. Now, now here's the challenge. We have to understand that when God is working, God is not working just to make us comfortable. See, if your goal is to be comfortable, you're going to be frustrated. Because when trouble comes, you're going to be uncomfortable. And, and God is not working to make you comfortable. That's not what God does. What God does is God works to make you mature. See the difference? What's the first reaction that often happens to us when, when troubles come? Well, when troubles come, our first reaction is, if we blame God, I guess, first maybe, but we get past that one, right? The next thing we're doing is we're praying and we're saying, Dear God, take this away. Right? No. Not at all. Why? Because I can have joy in knowing I'm going to persevere because faith works. And I know that God is going to use this to mature me into the person he wants me to be, to be that impact person in the kingdom of heaven. There's something more valuable at stake here. See, if you're concerned about comfort, you're going to be frustrated. If you're concerned about character, you're going to discover joy. If you're concerned about just being, being comfortable in the material, you're going to be frustrated. But, but if you're ready to receive spiritual wealth, that's a whole different game. See the difference? We discover joy because we know God is working. Faith is working on us. James says it this way. He says, then you will be all that you should be. You'll have everything you need then. What's then? When? Then. Well, then is after you've had some joy in understanding faith works and you've been strengthened to keep going and it's finishing your work. And then you're going to discover God has used this to make you the person he wants you to be so that you can be that in impact person in the kingdom of heaven that he wants you to be. He's making you into something. A guy who understood this was this guy named Job. If you're familiar with Job, would you, would you say he had trouble? Does he qualify on the trouble ratio there? Absolutely, right? Yeah, I mean, this guy knew trouble. And yet, look, at his, look what he discovers through the trouble. He says, 
But God, who knows every step I take, so he knows everything's going on, all the trouble. God, who knows every step I take, when he has put me to the test, I'll come out as pure as gold. Could you have some joy in your life, even in the middle of trouble, if you know when you persevere through the trouble, when it's all over, your life is going to be in a better place because it's going to be in the place that God wants you to mature you to be. That's a whole different thought, isn't it? That's a whole different reality for us. It's to understand faith works. We can be joyful in trouble because faith works. And not only does it work, but it works on us to mature us into the person that God wants us to be. Now, the challenge for us is then, well, okay, what do we do? We understand, we know faith works. I can have joy in that. We understand God's going to work, make us into the person he wants us to be. Well, what do I do? James' advice to you is what you need to do in the middle of the trouble, whether it's light or whether it's major, you need to seek wisdom. Now, this is different for us because we just said, what's the first thing we do? First thing we do is say, God, take it away. Right? God, take it away. No, James says, listen, you need to seek wisdom. That's the deal. And, and he says it this way. If you need wisdom, ask God for it. He'll give it to you. God gives freely to everyone. He doesn't find fault. So in the middle of the trouble, God is working. Faith works on us to make us what God wants us to be. And our role, God, what do you want me to learn? What, what are you doing, God? How are you going to use this, even though you didn't cause it, how are you going to use this to make me the person that I need to be as a follower of Christ and be an impact person for the kingdom of heaven? Our challenge is to receive the trouble, be in joy because we know faith is going to work, we're going to persevere through this, and understand God is working to mature us, and we say, God, what is it I need to learn? And just pray for and ask for the wisdom, for the discernment, for the understanding of what this could do in our life if we just receive it. So often when trouble happens for us, we want to push it away. We want to just get rid of the trouble. James is saying, no, receive the trouble and say, okay, God, what are you going to do? What can I learn? What, what, what are you doing here? What's going to make me the person that you want me to be so I can do things for the kingdom of heaven that I never thought of, but you always dreamed of. And that's exactly what God wants. God wants to give us. If you look at Proverbs, Proverbs says, if you really want to gain knowledge or wisdom, you must begin by having respect for the Lord. But foolish people hate wisdom and training. Who's the foolish people? Foolish people are the ones that say, push the trouble away, push the trouble away, get rid of the trouble, just get the trouble out of my life. Wisdom people say, God, what are you going to do? How are you going to make me a better person and the person you want me to be for the kingdom of heaven? And he wants to do it. He wants to give you wisdom. His desire is to give you everything you need so you can have that kind of life. Okay? In Matthew 7, he says, suppose your sons ask for bread. Which of you gives them a stone? Or suppose he asks for a bread. Which of you gives them a snake? Even though you're evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who's in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? This is so cool. For us, ask for wisdom. 
ask for wisdom. You see, trouble is like weight training, right? You know how weight training works, right? Weight training works because you lift weights. And, and the more you lift the weights, the more weight you get to lift. Isn't that the way it works? And the more often you lift the weight and the more weight you keep lifting, the stronger you get. The stronger you get, the greater you get to lift more weight, to deal with more, more challenge. You see the principle? This is what God is doing. It's, it's like weight training. It's like growing us into that person that God has always dreamed us to be. And trouble becomes part of the opportunity. That's why we have joy. We have joy. Faith works. We have joy because faith works on us. And we have joy because God is making us into the person that can stand up under the pressure. How do we know that's true? We know it's true because that's what he promised and that's what he's proven. That's what he promised, that's what he's proven. James says, Blessed is the man who keeps on going when times are hard. After he has come through them, he will receive a crown. The crown is life itself. God has promised it to those who love him. See, that's the promise. When you get through the trouble, you're going to receive the crown of life. What's he say the crown is? The crown is life. It's life. See, when you get through the trouble, when, when you get through the, you persevere through the challenge, when God uses that to make you into the person that he wants you to be, your life is going to take off. Your life is going to be more than you imagine. Why? Because it's going to be, and you're going to be, what God has wanted you to be from the day you took your first breath and before. Trouble is the opportunity to understand how to have a greater life. And therefore, we can have joy. We can have joy. And he promised it, he accomplished it, and he proved it. Peter says he approved it, approved it to us in Jesus. Would you say this is a guy acquainted with troubles? That's what the Bible says, right? It says, give praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth and a hope that is alive. It's alive. Why? Because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. It's alive because Jesus rose. You see, he proved everything we're talking about this morning, everything James said, he proved by raising Jesus Christ from the dead. If Jesus Christ can be raised from the dead, if God can overcome the trouble of death itself, don't you think he can do what he needs to do in your life, even though it means a season of trouble? We can have joy in our troubles because faith works. We can have joy in our troubles because faith works on us to make us the person he wants us to be. We can have joy in our troubles because faith works to bring us a life that God wants us to have. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We thank you for the promise you make over our life. We thank you that faith does work. We just want to believe that, Lord. We want to hold on to that. And you've, you've promised us that even in the troubles, we're going to discover the life you have in store for us. So, Lord, we come to you and we say, as Jesus rose from the dead, now be with us. Be in those challenges. We know they're, they're in our lives. We know there's folks in the room today just going through some really difficult stuff, but they don't do it alone. Help them to persevere. Help them to find joy. Help them to discern the wisdom that you want to bring to their life and help them to endure 
to have that life and be that person you want them to be for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.